millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, we're recording. Recording. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to three black girls, one rose. Where three black ass girls invade <laughs> the whitest show on earth, The, the Bachelor. Bachelor. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And I'm Sienna. Yay! Yay! She's here. <laughs> we have Sienna in the house. By in the house, we mean we are sitting in my bedroom and Sienna is on the phone. <laughs> That is laying on I'm, my bed. I'm sitting in my car on my way home in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love technology? Mm-hmm. I just love it. Um, so, yeah, so you're calling us from LA, correct? Yes. I'm driving from Beverly Hills to West Hollywood. Oh. From home. Okay. Yes. That sounds like a journey. I feel like it everywhere does. in LA is a journey. Oh, jeez. Well, hopefully you, because I know you're running out of gas, you get to the gas station on time. I will, I will. Good, good. So, we actually have a few common threads with CN. Yes. Um, I went to Quinnipiac, which is a school in um, Hamden, Connecticut, and she went to Yale, which is in New Haven, Connecticut. So hopefully she didn't see me barefoot on the streets of New Haven <laughs> at Toad's one night. Oh, I probably did. I, I, I was probably doing the same thing, so it's all good. It's all good. Messy college students. Yep. Shout out to New Haven. <laughs> I don't think I ever took my shoes off, though. That would have been really sticky. Ooh. <laughs> absolutely disgusting. Keeping it classy as yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> So, Sian, how have you been, like, how have you been watching the season? Like, are you, are you having, like, watch parties every night? Are you, what are you doing? Um, so, I have been having, so in the beginning, I had a big watch party for the first episode, and then it kind of, like, changed each week. Um, like, one week, I, like, just watched by myself, and I remember I, like, didn't like the episode, so I literally fast-forwarded through most of the episodes. Oh, it was the Fort Lauderdale episode. Mm-hmm. Um. I just like fast forwarded through most of it. So, but I, I usually watch with at least one other person. Oh, okay. That's fun. Yeah. Nice little intimate affair. <laughs> That's yeah, cute. Yeah, and I've actually never watched an episode with one of the other girls, which I kind of like oh. because it's nice to hear like an outsider's perspective and give them a little like inside info about what actually. 
Yeah, mm. that's trippy. Yeah, because you were in, like, such a little vacuum, so now that you're back yeah. in, like, the real world, it's cool to look back at that weird experience with someone who's, like, not at all attached to it. Exactly, exactly. Cool. And then we have one question that we have to just get, get out, the way. out the way now. How many languages do you speak? Because we proclaim that oh you speak French, God. Portuguese, <laughs> Italian, Spanish. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so actually, and it's so funny when you guys say that. So actually, I used to speak Spanish really well. Like, I took Spanish in high mm. school and in college. And then I decided to study abroad in Brazil, so then I learned Portuguese. And they're kind of similar, but yeah. they're diff- the accent is very diff- mm-hmm. different. Mm. So it was really, I, when I was in Brazil, I spoke Portuguese super well. But then after that, what happened? Oh, okay, so then I started dating a French guy, mm. but I wanted to study abroad in Italy, so I went to Italy, and like we, the program I was in was all, it was an English-speaking program, so I only took Italian for two weeks, so I really don't know any Italian. Okay, okay. And, then, and then I learned a bit of French because I was dating that guy, my college boyfriend, right. and so I took French for like one or two semesters, I can't remember. But basically, all that being said, I basically just know English because I confused <laughs> myself with all of <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. So you know, so you got English down pack mm-hmm. and a little snippets of like five other languages. <laughs> exactly. I can like look at them and kind of understand what, what they are. Or like I can I under I know the accent, so hmm. when we were in France I was like, oh, I, I can remember how to say that, or like I could read things and say it, but I don't, I can't speak them fluently. So uh, okay, well you can you can get around, you can at least navigate. Yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. That's good enough. Okay, so we're gonna we're just gonna dive right into this Ooh. mess. <laughs> Go right. You, are you ready, Cian? Are you ready? Oh God, I'm I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, usually we do, like, a play-by-play recap, but we kind of decided to go by, like, themes <laughs> that we want to dive into. Yeah. So, the first thing I think that everyone watching the show is just so puzzled by or just wants to know more about is Lauren B. Um, Ari's relationship with Lauren B. And just, like, who who is she? Because we didn't really get to see that much of her on the show so yeah. in the house like were you friends with becca were you friends with becca k more or lauren so actually um i was closer to uh lauren um earlier on and then i got and then towards the end like the friendship kind of evened out and i feel like i was equally close to both of them mm-hmm. but actually lauren was one of the first people in the house that came up to me and said that she you know, she could tell that I had a sweet energy and that, you know, she's not super loud and outgoing. And so she could see that I wasn't trying to, like, take over the room. And so she, we actually connected early on in, in Tahoe and in um, Tahoe and in Fort Lauderdale. Like, our, our rooms were right next to each other. So, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, she's definitely not, like, as outgoing as some of the other girls. And watching it back, obviously it is, there were parts that were a little bit awkward because there wasn't much being said between them, mm-hmm. but she's a really sweet girl, um, and, like, one-on-one, like, I confided in her, and, um, 
It's like you can see our faces right now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bad, bad mouth Lauren B. I think, you know, they're a good fit for each other. And I think I could see that he was really starting to, like, have a thing for her in Fort Lauderdale. I think he just, I, I, they, I don't know, they just connected. They, like they say, they have this, I definitely agree. Yeah. That um, we can agree on. What, so this unspoken, like, bond between them, this is something that you guys also noticed? Like, was she able to, like, talk to you guys about it? Or were you getting well, anything out of her in terms of their relationship and this bond? Okay, so the thing about it is when you're in the house, you don't really talk about your relationship with Ari that in-depth because everyone else also has one. So you don't really want to go into it too, too much. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, first of all, I think people want to, like, if they do feel like they have a strong relationship, they don't want to tell other people because then maybe other people will try to, like, step up their game a little bit. Yeah. Or, um, so, you know, you can, I could just tell. And for me, I think I knew deep down that I was not going to end up with him. Like, I couldn't see that happening. I was open-minded and I was like, okay, let me just, let's see how things continue to go. Mm-hmm. But when I saw other people that I felt like were a better fit, for me, I just kind of like, when I was, and I said this in my episode where I went home, like, mm-hmm. when I was with him, I'd be like, this is great, we're having fun. But when I wasn't with him, I, I wasn't picturing my life with him, if that makes sense. Right, yeah, I do remember you saying that, and we were like, interesting, because it is such a weird I mean, you're in the house with all these girls essentially competing for this man, so you do have to, to protect your heart, I guess, shut yeah. it off at yeah, some like, point. For example, if I had known, so when I went on my one-on-one, I'm not sure if I would have, like, every, you know, <coughs> excuse me, mm-hmm. Becca and Lauren both said that they were in love with Ari in Italy, and I just wasn't there, but it would have probably added a lot more pressure if I had known that they said that. So I'm glad I didn't know. Yeah. You know, because it just would have, it would have created, although it wasn't like it ended up not being great because I got sent home, I at least still was genuine in my feelings and, and, you know, what I was thinking and feeling at that time. That's true. So, like, devoid of, like, the outside influences and things. For, so, with Lauren B. again, so a huge thing that was a, a big deal on the show was, like, Becca's age, Becca's age. Yeah. With Lauren B., she was engaged twice. Was this something that was known in the house that was of concern to people? Like, what, what was that conversation that was happening? I only knew of one engagement. I didn't know of two engagements. Um... Mm-hmm. Um, I knew of one that ended, like, New Year's of last year, so about nine months before we started filming, um, and she was very open about it, so it wasn't a concern for me, because, you know, that's her business, the engagement was over, it seemed like it was a very clean cut, I didn't know about a second engagement, so maybe that would have, that would have raised some more red flags, but, you know, a few girls had comments, like, she really wants to be married, like, you know, this is something that's important to her, is, like, to be married, 
bother me. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, one engagement versus two, that's... That's a big deal. That's a big difference. Yeah. yeah. But I, how do you guys know about a We read, uh, this might be Reality Steve. Yeah, it was like her high school sweetheart was one of them. And then her second one was like some hockey player. The guy that everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know about the hockey player, but I don't know about the other one. The other guy? Okay. And you said that this broke off New Year's Eve? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like, yeah, around New Year's of 2017. So, yeah, like we started filming in September of 2017. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She don't waste no time. And New Year's is a very good time for Miss Lauren, huh? That's a. <laughs> so she really starts very, off the new year. Jeez. Very pivotal. Very pivotal time for her. Yeah. Okay. What about the fact that she had met Ari before? Was that anything that people talked about either? You know what? That actually, I remember that in the very beginning, but it really wasn't a thing because she met him like briefly at like a race or something like that so it wasn't like they met and they hung out it was like they met and she got a photo with him I don't know if they like spoke for a little while and maybe they had a bit of a conversation but it wasn't like she met him and was hanging out with him Mm. so it was kind of like how you meet a celebrity even though he's not really a celebrity (laughs) um ow sorry with that shade Um, (laughs) and and Okay, so it's okay. more fleeting than because we're about to say this girl's on a whirlwind adventure romance. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, all right, so let's move on to the proposal itself. Ari's proposal to Becca. Okay. Okay. So when watching the proposal, I think us and everybody at home was looking and seeing these behaviors and seeing and literally feeling his aura of awkwardness through the television. (laughs) Did you recognize any of those behaviorisms or just any inklings that he was indecisive physically or by the things he was saying? And were there any similarities between that and your relationship with him? Okay, so during the actual engagement or leading up to the engagement... I would say the actual engagement, like, yeah. as he's getting down on one knee, he, like, doesn't look into it. He do- Not does he doesn't look into it, he doesn't look sure. Yeah, he looks nervous, for sure. I mean, I think also, especially knowing what I knew at the time, it's hard not to, like, have that lens on when you're watching it. Because mm. um, you, al- so you already like- knew... Just to be yeah. clear, that they had in real life already broken up. Oh. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I already. Did you guys not know that? No, because I, I know with the timeline. It's putting together they, the timeline. Yeah, yes. when they played on yeah. TV, everything had already played out. Okay. Yeah, so I already knew. We pretty much knew right away. We all kind of found out through, I think, through reality, Steve, actually. Wow. Um, so, um. Jeez. And I don't. I don't read reality TV, but one of the other girls sent it to me, and then, yeah, I basically, um, Mm. basically we got confirmation, um, over time, and then it was just, like, pretty clear what happened, but I did think that, especially because seeing his relationship with Lauren, like, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but, and I said this a bit on one of the shows, I can't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday, but... I said that he looked a little bit disappointed when his parents said that Becca was a better fit. Yeah. Like, he was kind of waiting, he was kind of hoping that they would say Lauren. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we definitely mm-hmm. saw that too. <laughs> so it's yeah. like that same, that same face almost like reappeared during the yeah. proposal. Yeah. Mm. yeah, exactly. And I think, honestly, I think Ari was very concerned about like going into this about how he was going to come off because he kind of went in with the target on his back. Mm-hmm. No one really wanted him to be the bachelor. <laughs> you know, there were some rumors about him. And so I think in his head, you know, Becca like looked better on paper for his image. And then I guess eventually he just didn't care. Wow. My dude. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a perfect segue into the next question, which is the pressure behind this proposal, because he said that he felt all this pressure. So Uh did you feel any of this pressure to like get engaged with him during the process? Well, I mean, we never, I don't think I got far enough to feel that kind of pressure because there were still six girls left when okay. I went home. But I do think, okay, so I part of the reason why I think Peter wasn't the bachelor was because I don't think he wanted to have to propose at the end. I think he wanted to have the option yep. if he didn't feel ready. Mm. And so I think for Ari, like, you know, he felt like he had to give everyone that story. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I'm not condoning what he did. I'm definitely not condoning what he did. I I think he handled it extremely poorly. Mm-hmm. But I do think he, he had pressure to have that be the ending of his season. Otherwise, everyone would be like, why didn't we just have Peter then? You know? Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Yeah. Because he was... Okay, so he was the alternative to Peter yeah. essentially and Peter's big thing was like the non-engagement or he's not into that I think so I mean that's what I heard I don't have like official confirmation but based on what I read and things I thought I think part of Peter's hesitation and not accepting the role was you know mm-hmm. having to propose at the end yeah yeah that makes sense I yeah. mean it doesn't excuse Ari at all but no. <laughs> I the, that pressure that he was talking about and we were like what the hell is that pressure yeah I guess it is that engagement pressure seeing as he was not, the hashtag not Peter he had to give them <laughs> oh, what they no. wanted yeah. Oh, no. yeah. yeah I think so mm, okay so yeah. if you had made it all the way to the end of the final two were you uh-huh. open to getting engaged with him what like what would you have done I was open to getting engaged like I'm I'm ready to like my person and settle mm-hmm. down and everything but I wasn't there in my mind yet like to me I was always like okay well maybe next week like to me right before I went home for hometown I was like okay well maybe with him meeting my family and if my family likes him that'll make things like that'll make my feelings stronger and then maybe my feelings will be stronger after that so like at the point where I went home no I was not ready to get engaged to him but and I was thinking that maybe in, you know, a couple weeks that I would get there. Because things really happen quickly on the show, and your feelings do kind of develop pretty quickly. Mm. <clears throat> and I think they develop quickly because you know they have to. Like, you need, you need to, like, get there. Otherwise, like, just go home, you know? Mm. That's interesting, so, though. Cause I even... also think it makes it easier. Like, it's not a normal breakup. And then maybe for Lauren B. it was. I think she was very heartbroken. But it's not a normal breakup in that, like, it takes you a while to recover from it. Because you, you only knew this per I only knew him for five weeks mm-hmm. by the time I went home. So I was, you know, I had mourned our quote-unquote 
know. Yeah, that's true. Because things <laughs> move so fast. And yeah. yeah, once you're out of it, it's like, okay, that was a five week boyfriend, I guess. So yeah, yeah. It didn't take that long to get over it, I guess. Exactly. Oh, okay. And maybe with someone else, it would have been, maybe with someone else, I would have been, it would have taken a little bit longer, but I think that, it, I think it's clear from the show as well that my connection with Ari wasn't as strong as some of the other girls, but we did like each other, and we had, and in fact, I, and I said this a few times, but I think we actually had a better connection than what was shown. Mm-hmm. Um, they cut a lot of our moments out, mm. so... That's interesting. Yeah, having to watch that back and see what they chose to show versus right. not show is really interesting. Even yeah. with Lauren B, like mm-hmm. what they chose to show and not show, they almost created this character that was like a mute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, I can't yeah. imagine she was a mute. Try to give her, <laughs> right. the, try to give her the benefit of the doubt. But it's like also we do kind of have to remember the editing and like, you know. No, and I don't know what she was like. Like that's the thing is that I my how I knew Lauren was. Lauren in when we were traveling in the house when we would sit on the bed and talk like that's how I knew Lauren I didn't know Lauren in her interviews or with Ari so like I can't really mm-hmm. you know I it definitely like and she's still obviously the same person but yeah I mean I my conversations with her were definitely you know more interesting than than what was a lot of what was shown of her yeah so it sounds like she was more of like she's good like one on one but if there's yeah. a group or if there's a camera in her face, then she kind of shuts down. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I think, so. yeah, it's, it's true. Like, she's, she's very, and Lauren and I actually talked on the phone about a week or two ago, two weeks ago. And, um, yeah, no, she's, she's a sweet girl. So, yeah, let's keep moving through. So, um, we want to talk about this trifling, devastating <laughs> breakup that uncut oh, was uncut jesus christ so <laughs> um that was extremely extremely difficult to watch oh yeah mm-hmm. for all of america <laughs> and then for you being friends um, with her i can only imagine yeah yeah that was honestly that was one of the most bizarre things i, I you know and i want to say like the producers made, kept making him go in, but I didn't see any producers, and like they said, it was uncut. Mm-hmm. So it was like, to me, and I could be wrong, but in my opinion, it looked as if Ari was not satisfied that he did not see Becca cry. Like, because she basically at first mm-hmm. was like, okay, got it. Like, you can leave now. Yeah, right. And kind of dismissed him, and he left, and then he came back. And it was almost like he needed to have that validation of having her cry or having her tell him that she loved him. And I thought it was interesting because when he sent Lauren home and she said that she loved him, he said, I love you too. Mm-hmm. But when, she, when Becca said, I love you or I still love you, he didn't say it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just, it was pretty harsh. Like, mm-hmm. it couldn't be. I don't think he could have handled it any worse. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. It was really bad. It was. Yeah. It was really bad. And like, I mean, everything you just described and then on top of that, just 
his utter lack of emotion, mm-hmm. like no tears, no words, barely an apology. Did he say I'm sorry? I don't remember. I feel like he said it maybe once or twice, but it was not like a. Okay, here's the other thing that bothered me was not only did he kept going, keep or did, not only did he keep going back inside, but he kept going back inside and he didn't say anything. Yes. He I'm like, use your words, yeah. Ari. Use your words. Yeah. If any well, time. I, I mean, that moment was by far the worst. Because like, he kept saying to her, well, I just want I just want to talk more. I just, I just, I, like, and, he did, and then he wouldn't talk. He would just sit there. It was very strange. I, I think, I don't think, I mean, to me, I'm hoping that it was more like he reverted to his 21-year-old self, young Ari, and didn't, just didn't know how to handle the situation. And not that he was being an asshole, but I'm not sure which one it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing we noticed watching the show, so even before the be- breakup with Becca where he blindsided her, um, even with you and a few other breakups, there's the theme of you girls saying, I was blindsided. What? Mm-hmm. What is that? About? Like, what is that? And that he's... Well, mm-hmm? yeah, I think it's... to the breakup and even with your breakup as well um there's just like this indecisiveness and I I remember you said I think on another podcast maybe how Mm -hmm. the fact that he changed his mind you feel like he would have done that regardless what what do you mean by what do you mean by that I think that when I got home from Italy I said this to my mom and I actually had forgotten 
and um, I I thought that no matter who he chose, he would change his mind. What? Oh my god! <laughs> oh. And oh it's because god. of like just this this innate indecisiveness in him. Yeah, I think that he just wasn't he just wasn't sure, and he I think he either needed more time or. I, I'm not really sure what it was, but I just had this feeling that he wasn't going to be able to stick with whichever decision he made. Wow. But it happened. <laughs> yeah. So we're almost we're almost halfway there, guys. So the aftermath, Ari goes to see Lauren in Virginia. Uh-huh. So when she when they were sitting together, it was so bizarre to look at this man with a full head of gray hair, salt, no pepper, <laughs> and this girl who looks so young. Like Lauren looks really young for her age. I think she's twenty six, and it really looked like he was gaslighting her, um, and like manipulating her. As even Becca M said, "What did you think when you saw that?" When he came to her house. Yeah. Like, even as he was saying, he was saying to Lauren, like, you know, I chose Becca because she was more confident than you. Um, it's almost like he was play, placing kind of a little blame. bit of blame on her, a little bit of blame on Becca, like taking no responsibility for himself. And then, you know, <laughs> sweet little Lauren just sitting there just hearing all this shit. Like, it looked weird. Like, to us, the optics were weird and disturbing. Yeah. Like, what did you think? Well, I think the optics were weird and disturbing a little bit because... By the time they filmed that, I'm pretty sure that Becca or that Lauren and Ari had already had a few conversations. It wasn't like that was the first time they saw. It wasn't like he slid into her DMs and said, "Hey, I want to talk. Can I come to Virginia?" It was like, "Hey, can we talk?" And they talked on the phone. And I'm sure they maybe talked on the phone. I don't know this for sure, so I could be wrong. But I imagine they once they had each other's phone numbers. I imagine that one phone call wasn't where it ended. So, I'm pretty sure that they already, like, it was already determined that they were going to get back together. They just needed to film it for the show. Ugh. Oh! <laughs> oh, my God. Can, well, that's what, I, that's what I think. Yeah. yeah. Again, I don't, that's not confirmed, but that's, mm-hmm. that's what I think. And that's what I said yesterday. I said, I don't think he would have ended things with Becca had he not had confirmation from Lauren that she was going to take him back. Right. Yeah, and that as as you said that yesterday, we both looked at each other like that makes complete sense. Yeah. Why would he throw away a sure thing for something that's not all the way lined up? Yeah. Yet? Mm-hmm. No, it was lined up. It was lined up. Oh. You can tell it was lined up. She ran into his arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Well, so on the cameras thing. Sorry, I'm gonna go back. Um, like this decision to have the cameras there. I know he kind of gave his explanation and whatnot, but is was this like an active decision by Ari? Because he was 
ending the relationship so early on in their engagement, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get, th- I mean, I definitely get the producers, like, they're making a show. Oh, yeah. This is their intention, but at the end of the day, doesn't Ari have free will? Like, can't he say no? Can't he, you know, tell them, yeah, let's film it, and then two days before actually break up with her off camera? Yeah, right. Like, is he, like, going to be fined yeah, I mean, millions that's, of... Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing. He had her phone number. They had each other's numbers at that point. So, yeah, technically he could have given her a heads up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know what I think? I think he was so removed at that point and so already thinking about his relationship with Lauren that he was just kind of like, okay, let's just do what they want me to do. I think he wasn't really even thinking about Beck. I mean, based on how he did it and what he, the fact that he didn't really have anything to say, I think he was already very removed from the situation. I mean, he said things like, I wake up and go to sleep thinking about Lauren. It's like, mm. that wasn't necessary. He didn't have to leave. He didn't have to say that. Yeah, that right. was... Like, like, there are other ways to end the relationship without, like, throwing that in her face. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think he was completely checked all the way out mm-hmm. we would one would hope he would show a little bit more tact and respect to her at the end but yeah. it's like he like tossed becca to the side because he just wanted to run to lauren like he was just finished uh-huh. yeah. yeah so speaking of lauren her support of ari was very cringeworthy we thought um she was standing by her man which is all fine and good but she definitely could have been more critical of him and she said, I think he did an amazing job and he couldn't have handled it handled it in a more respectful way. So what do you make of her? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Help us make sense of this. Uh, well, she didn't, she didn't watch the episode. So she, she I felt bad oh. when she said that because I really think that she meant it probably based on what he told her. Oh. But they said they didn't watch the episode, so he, she had never even seen how he broke shit. up with Oh, my <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, she totally did. I didn't even make that connection that she's basing his performance or his the way he did it based on what he told her. Yeah. What he told her. Oh, God. That's, that's what I think because she didn't even watch. Because so, she didn't even watch. Damn, this dude. I wonder, I, I, I was, one, we were wondering that because a few of us were like, I wonder how she's going to feel after watching this and seeing, because to me, I would think, hmm, do I want to be with someone who can handle a break, who would handle a breakup like this? Right, exactly, because it's very telling to his character, mm-hmm. but she didn't even see it, so she's not even seeing that whole side of him. No. Oh, God. Oof, oof. And he broke up with her in a totally different way. With he was Lauren. very uh, loving breaking up with Lauren. Yeah, yes. very loving. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, he definitely loves her, and I do think, you know, I actually think that their relationship is going to last. Really? Oh. Well, uh, how do you think that, or why so? I'm not saying I think it's going to be like the ideal relationship that I look up to, but I do think it'll last. Hmm. Okay. I mean, yeah. So when. Molly and Jason Mesnick were there because mm-hmm. they went through something very similar. I mean, he wasn't as villainized as Ari. I mean, pretty bad, but I think he handled his with a little bit more tact. Um, but one thing that they said was 
that this experience, this craziness, the switcheroo, the stigmatization, all that stuff kind of bonded them together, almost as if they have to prove, they have something to prove. Right. And that's strong. That can really strengthen the foundation of your relationship. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, so, so speaking of Ari and Lauren and, you know, whether they'll be together or not and whatnot, one little shady word on the street, <laughs> though, is your girl Becca M released some screenshots of some of Ari sliding into her DMs around February when he yeah. had already been back with Lauren in January. It seemed like innocent little DMs, but like, what is he doing? Yeah, why? I mean, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think so I, okay, so what I know is when Beck, when Big Becca and Ari were still together, I know that Big Becca would talk to Ari about Little Becca a lot because they're really close. Mm-hmm. And so I think he kind of saw her as a friend and it was kind of like a friendly thing. I don't think he was doing it like in a sleazy way, but I think clearly he doesn't understand how social media works and that you have to be very careful, especially <laughs> in the in the situation that he's in. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think he's literally just like an old man who doesn't I know how to use Twitter. Really showing his age. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Because well, and I think he's, kind of, he's trying to be nice. Like, I think recently, um, or like a couple weeks ago, he tweeted something really nice about me. He didn't slide into my DMs, but then he also like liked the he liked the comment where someone said something about me, and people like freaked out. Like, what's Ari doing? It's like, well, he's a human being. I mean, it's like I I mean what Becca did by like, you know, exposing that, it was, like, funny, but I don't think the messages were that bad, that yeah. he was really, like, you know, like, he did something terribly wrong. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not a good look. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the only thing. And like, then, it doesn't play out well on the internet. Yeah. It, yeah. Look, it just looks it bad, looks I good. guess. No, it does No, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if you have to explain something away, then you probably shouldn't do it. <laughs> Precisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Becca as the Bachelorette, which is very exciting for us, but we also have conflicting feelings. We obviously are rooting for you since like episode oh, three. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, did they ever approach you for it, or and what are those like behind the scenes conversations about who's going to be the next Bachelorette? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I gotta get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social Mm. media just the over accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, mm-hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming. Mm. 
and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help, from eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family. Therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H E lp.com slash 2bg1r they approached anyone other than becca and i think that had Ari not done what he did there would have been other people considered but Mm. because of how everything went down there really couldn't be any other option but her yeah okay yeah okay i can totally see that the only other way would be if she she would have to tell them no. Yeah. And then... Exactly. Yeah. If she said no, then, yes, there would have been other... I think maybe it would have been Tia. I don't think it would have been me for obvious reasons. I think if, you know, like, if the last bachelor wasn't, wasn't um, black, then maybe I could have had more of a chance, but I don't think they would do two in a row. And why is that? Yeah. Hmm. What's, what's that about? I mean... I mean social media Um, social media numbers yeah yeah Mm. so yeah i mean i mean the whole fact that we have this podcast yeah (laughs) the whole reason why we have it is about you know bringing people of color into this world that you know the bachelor world that is you know extremely lacking in diversity so like with becca segue actually it is so can you talk to us a little bit about how you got into the process of applying like what was your relationship to the bachelor in terms of watching and then how did you apply and like get into all this Yes. You know, the scripted series. 
Yes, the behind the scenes um, look, yeah. Exactly. So I watched that, but so what happened was I was just with some coworkers and one of them mentioned me auditioning for a voucher and this wasn't the first time someone had said this to me. This was probably the third time someone had told me to go on the show. But I've always just kind of dismissed it because I'd never watched. Mm-hmm. And then we looked and the open call, open audition was literally the next day and it was five minutes from my house. It was the very last one before I think casting was closed. So I just went and then I got cast. And that's how I ended up on the show. Damn, so little drive through pit stop at the at the <laughs> audition <laughs> then there you are now. <laughs> wow. So going into the show, so back to our like the piece on diversity and whatnot, just knowing the history of like the lack of people of color on the show, did you yourself have any like fear or worry of being tokenized or being chosen because you were black? You know what I mean? Chosen for the show? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so what I'm referring to, like, we've heard other interviews with other contestants of color from other seasons um, that kind of describe their process of, you know, applying for the show. And I'm thinking of one interview in particular where the person, they moved so quickly through the process. It's almost as if they weren't intentionally chosen by producers, but rather they were chosen because, okay, this is like a decent black person. Let's yeah. just throw them in. So when you were in the process, did you feel, did you feel any of that, or did you have any just fear or worry about just being tokenized since they don't ever really cast that many people of color on the show? Well, during the process, no, because I consider myself like an exceptional candidate despite the color of my skin. You know, like mm-hmm. I have, I'm very accomplished and I bring a lot to the table. So yes, I preach. So I, <laughs> Yay. <laughs> So I, you know, I obviously know that, like, being a minority does help because most people that audition for the show are not. And so on top of all that I bring, I'm also minority. Mm-hmm. And um, so I knew that that would definitely help. But um, once I was there, I, I kind of could see that, like, okay, well, there's a few other women of color, but I'm probably going to be the only one that gets kind of mm-hmm. a fair shake at yeah. like, mm-hmm. And so in that way, I guess I was a little bit tokenized because I was kind of like the one mm-hmm. black girl that he had a connection with. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And even speaking on like being an exceptional black woman, like that's definitely a thing and that you almost have to be like perfect yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's the whole you got to work twice as hard to get half as far like that whole thing yeah oh, yeah interesting and i think the i think also you know and i'm i think i don't think ari's a bad guy i don't think that ari is prejudiced or anything but i think ari has a type and i think if it had been a different bachelor i think some different girls would have gone further you know I yeah think. yeah that so. makes sense so like did you um was there ever a conversation with Ari on whether he's ever dated interracially before? Um, so we talked about it. I'm trying to remember. So on our first one-on-one date, they didn't air it. Um, I think he... I feel like he said he had never dated a black girl, but that he lived with a black woman for a while. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, 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 
wonder how they found each other. other. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, so what was your dating life like before the show and how is dating in LA? Cause we're on the East coast and we have our own stories, but we'd like to hear yours. <laughs> uh, dating before the show was, it was tough. Mm. Um, so, okay, let me think. Um, <laughs> Wreck- <laughs> wrecking through the horror stories, I'm sure. I gotta go, I gotta go way back. Oh boy. <laughs> the next year yeah <laughs> yeah oh, oh, so when you found out it was Ari was Ari your type physically and his personality um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a little hesitation there CM <laughs> I find more 
are attractive. I'll just put it that way. But, you know, I date guys of all races. I've dated a lot of white guys, so I wasn't, that wasn't an issue for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the fact that he was tall. Um, I liked dark hair. So, like, there were things about his looks that I liked, but I definitely have been more attracted to other people. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for damn sure. <laughs> so you were able to find little redeeming qualities here and there. And, yeah. and go off that. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So, speaking of your job, too, what yeah. do you tell your job when you are going to film The Bachelor for five weeks? Or, like, how long do you tell them you're going to be away yeah. for? Like, how does that work? Okay, so, okay, so the way that it actually worked out was I was planning on leaving my job, and I was interviewing with a new company in LA, because if you notice on my bio or on my little tagline it said Newport Beach California okay yeah that's where I was living and that's where I was working so basically the way that it worked out was I got this new job and I basically um I basically told them that I couldn't start till November and then I told my old job that I was starting a new job and so neither of them knew and so then I went and filmed the show nice Wow. Oh, that is so clutch. Yeah. That's awesome. So there was yeah. no, I mean, the work thing was not even an issue. Yeah, no hiccups. Wow. I mean, they both found out pretty soon after because I got leaked and, and yeah, so they both kind of knew, but uh, okay. it wasn't a big deal. By the time I started, I didn't know that my new job knew, but I found out pretty quickly and it was actually nice because once I knew everyone knew, I didn't have to make some big reveal about it. Mm. Oh, true. Um, and so the people that, like, watch it, they'll ask me questions from time to time, but most of the guys, there's a lot of, like, older men in my office that don't care, so they just don't okay. ask. Okay. Okay. Good for you. Yeah, that's that worked good. worked out pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> and then aside from that, the physical, mental, and the beauty preparation for this show. <laughs> so how did you put together your hair and your outfits? What boot camps were you going to? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Tell us all of it. How do you prepare for this? Yeah. What do you pack? What what is what is what is this? <laughs> um. So yeah. Pa- okay. So the nice thing was actually worked out perfectly because I quit my job and then I had like ten days to really just get ready for the show. So I was shopping. I was doing a lot of hot yoga. <laughs> I was, like, doing all the things I needed to do to get ready. And um. And you kind of just like. I went through, it was nice because I was moving, so I just, like, I had to move and get ready for the show at the same time, so that part was a little bit stressful, but yeah. I just put all my stuff in storage, and I took what I needed with me. I, I got good at doing my hair on the show. I was already, like, good at doing my hair, but, mm-hmm. um, but, like, you just kind of, I don't know, you just figure it out as you go along. You hope that you bring enough stuff, and the part that bummed me was, so many of the dates I went on were like activewear or jeans or blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I had so many cute outfits mm-hmm. that were not like activewear that I didn't get to wear, so that was a bummer. But mm-hmm. I definitely put a lot of effort into my look because like style is really important to me and I kind of pride myself on having good style. So yes. um Yes. Well so you... it was kind of fun it was fun to put that all together. And you did phenomenal. Yeah, we could definitely tell. Slayed every outfit. <laughs> I mean, we, because on our podcast, we talk about the, the style. Yep. We go through people's... Oh, I know. You, okay. 
we go through <laughs> we go through from head to toe and you made us proud yep. every, episode, every episode so good on you girl thank you guys <laughs> those, those clipping extensions came in handy nice oh yes. yes there was there was a lot of clippings in this house so many <laughs> had yeah. to have been so Custom color them? No, I ordered dark brown and <laughs> no, she wow, just straight dark brown and match. I ordered them from Amazon. See, no. I know. <laughs> you Amazon Prime, your weave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll send you the, I'll send you the link. They're really good extensions. Wow. Still, in all my Instagram photos, like most of my Instagram photos, I have those ones in. I'm so impressed. Yeah, me too. I'm very impressed because I'm a wig. I mean, my hair is natural now, but I'm like wig weave queen. And so. No, and I do it all myself, and no one can ever tell. Like, no, it's, I got good at it. Wow. Snaps right. to you, girl. Yeah. I'm very proud. I see a CN YouTube channel in the future. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's what's next. I love it. Um, so back to like, so being in the house and everything like that, when, you know, you need someone to turn to or just behind the scenes when you have no mic pack on, like, who do you talk to? Are you girls talking to each other? Are there like producers or other people in the house that you trust? Um, the producers are with us 24-7. I don't think that's what people get. We, we get super close to producers and they're always with us. So like... blow up in the bus or whatever that was in the bathroom. watching we're like what, where how, is this yeah footage? convenient that the cameras weren't there what the hell um so with the producers because this must be like an interesting relationship because you're so close with them they're like friends almost at some point but at the same time they're doing a job and have to make a show yeah so, yeah exactly it does get and that's the thing is i think some girls forget that but i always had that in the back of my mind like hmm. i'm really close to um a lot of them now and i do consider them friends but i always knew like at the end of the day 
anyway, and so I was kind of like uptight in the beginning, but I did that on purpose because, because I was that way, mm-hmm. they, they didn't have anything to work with, meaning they couldn't try to get that out of me in the future, whereas like, if they see a glimpse of you being crazy in the beginning, then they'll try to get that out of you again, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yep, definitely, which is, I'm assuming that's what went down with Crystal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, I mean, speaking of Crystal, I mean, one thing that's interesting now with The Bachelor, like, it's 2018, we live in this very social media world, we have people like Crystal, um, just as an example, who, even before the show, is already building, like, this social media fitness, you know, kind of career or presence, um, uh-huh. and so it's interesting when these kinds of people are cast on the show, it almost, in a way, it almost like ruins the integrity because then you're wondering who's here for like actually finding love and who's here for whatever other agenda. Was this something that uh-huh. you guys talked about in the house? Was there like a divide between like the real girls and like <laughs> the questionable ones? Like, what is that about? No, because, I mean, um, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you can't really judge another person. I mean, there are some people who have made it a little bit more obvious by the things that they said. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think every girl going into the show knows that there's a chance. Like, obviously, if we end up getting engaged and getting married, that's incredible. But 28 of us, that wasn't going to happen. So we agreed to expose our lives. You know, it's not like we were like, oh, I want to go on the show, but I don't want anyone to know who I am. Mm -hmm. It's like, you go on the show, you're fine with people knowing who you are. So Mm -hmm. I I kind of am like, everyone everyone has a little bit of that in them. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to have 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 an agenda because you're one of 20, you have a one in 29 chance of actually getting the love Mm -hmm. at the end. Exactly. Exactly. So you'd be stupid if you're not coming there with some hustle, other with some hustle in the, <laughs> yeah. in the back pocket. Okay. Yeah. Um, so speaking of some of these other girls, we obviously have a whole episode dedicated to Jacqueline's invitation to the cookout. Um, <laughs> and we're so proud of her and just being true to her feelings and using all those big words. So why <laughs> do you think that more people, why don't more people leave? when they're just not feeling it. It's a lot of pressure because you get kind of wrapped up in the whole experience of it. And it's hard to tell, like, you don't, it's hard to separate, like, your feelings, like, about that person or about being homesick. And so it's not, like, easy to be like, okay, I'm just going to leave now because there's the pressure of, like, you've made all these friends and, like, you want to, like, you see what happens. Like, you don't know what could happen. You've only spent 20 minutes with him at this point, so who knows? Maybe if you have a one-on-one, then, then your relationship can develop. So there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, mm. It's interesting, actually, the, the night that Jacqueline sent herself home, I actually was... I didn't even know she sent herself home when it happened. You probably don't notice in that scene, but I'm the only girl not there because I was in the room crying day where everybody was about to be packed up <laughs> everybody and was going home. everyone was going home 
so sorry to cut you off. So yeah, so you were thinking of going home. What? I was thinking of going home, and then I talked to one of the producers, and he was like, Tien, you're just tired, you're having a hard day, like, just hang in there, kind of thing. And I was like, okay, you're right, I don't want to quit. Um, but yeah, there was a moment where I was like, it was, you know what it actually, it was for me? One, when I found out that Lauren B. got another one-on-one two weeks in a row, I was like, okay, I don't need to be here, like, mm. you want to be with Lauren B. I knew at that moment wow. he wants to be with this girl. I don't need to be here. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I does. mean that the double one on one was very telling. Yeah. That foreshadowed yeah. like everything. So wow. So you were on the brink. You were on the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> About to head off the edge. Yeah. Can you imagine if Jacqueline and if you and Jacqueline <laughs> oh went home and then we still had to recap for the rest of the season? Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> It's terrible. Wow. Oh, man. Well, you still did because we went home the same episode anyway. That's true. Oh, was it the same episode? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, same episode. Yeah. But oh. Man, if the two of them packed up and shipped out. Right? Oh, oh man. <laughs> Would have had champagne just in both of your honor. Oh, jeez. <laughs> So your one-on-one date when you guys were parasailing. Oh my god, I cannot believe you had clip-ins parasailing. The clip-ins in the air. No, no, I didn't have clip-ins. Oh. I I was like, those must be some (laughs) clip-ins. She'll be flying through the ocean. I would wear my natural natural hair quite a bit. It's Mm. just like like rose ceremonies. I always had clip-ins. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But during that date, Caroline, both Caroline and Crystal said, oh, well, we're not really, like, seeing it between Sienna and Ari. And there was a definitely sort of a tinge of, like, okay, what do you really mean by not seeing it? Um, so what do you think they meant? You know, it's interesting because I was kind of like, I mean, I could get Crystal saying it because she just would say anything mm-hmm. rude that came to her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was interesting to me that Caroline said it because I'd gotten a group date rose and she hadn't. So right. clearly there was more like going on between me and him than she and him. Mm-hmm. So it was it was interesting to hear that back. But you know, whatever. That's that was their opinion, and maybe you know. Um, Maybe they hadn't really seen Ari and I interact, or maybe they just assumed, like, because I didn't really talk about him much, that they didn't know it was going to happen, but, or maybe the producer told them to say that. I really don't know. Mm. You know, I don't know where that was coming from, but to me, it wasn't worth the energy of asking them, like, I don't really care. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fine. We, yeah. had, we had all the energy in the podcast to dissect it for you, so. <laughs> oh, no, I know. I, I heard. I Yes, we got your back. When you said, sorry, you quickly said something about the producers might have made her say that. Is that a thing that happens? No, the producers never make you say anything. But they can be like, well, can she maybe not come home? And then someone said, yeah, maybe she's not going to come home. You know, so it's like, Mm. they don't make you say anything. Mm -hmm. That's that's definitely a misconception. You say whatever you want to say. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like there are times where I'm like, I'm not going to say that, but, um, and then they'll leave it alone. But obviously if they know that 
Mm, so they they bait you or almost craft questions in a way to yeah. get the answer out from you, I guess. Yeah. Gotcha. So your next one-on-one was Tuscany, which we kind of talked about a little bit. You know, the whole day was going great, and then mm-hmm. suddenly his energy switched and um, he wasn't feeling it or whatever. When you pack up in the Suburban and you go... Where do you go? <laughs> we never see what yeah. happens. We see the big go <laughs> off into oh the abyss. They yeah. take you to a hotel separate from the rest of the girls. <clears throat> and then the, you sleep there that night. And the next morning, they send you a taxi. And then you take your ass to the airport and go home. Damn. <laughs> so they literally pack you up and ship you out. Yeah. One night of room it service. Really, it was really funny at the beginning of the week. I wish it had been on camera, but honestly, if it had been, they wouldn't have aired it anyway. But I remember saying, because I have studied abroad in Italy, I remember saying, like, well, I've flown home alone from Italy once before. I can do it again. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, and um, that's what happened. So. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Well, you dodged a bullet. Yeah, definitely. Moving on. So... <laughs> Um, so after the show, you know, we, you know, you've been around doing interviews and things like that. You're part of kind of this bachelor, you're part of bachelor nation now. Um, so of course now people have a deep interest, invested interest in your love life. And, um, Mr. Ben Higgins, you know, you know, this is coming. So, for those of the people, like, the listeners out there, Ben Higgins, prior Bachelor, he's, like, a favorite in the Bachelor world. He has a podcast and mentioned on his podcast that he had a little crush on CN. And then recently, Uh this, this past week, you were on the, you were on the podcast, and, you know, this crush came up, and then, like, there was no date that was made. What's going on there with Mr. Higgins? conversation going on there? Um, um, well, I mean, maybe. I mean, oh. I don't know. Oh. 
we'll keep watching the, the Twitter feed and the yes. Instagram uh, stories and peek out for him in the background. <laughs> yeah. I, I, can't, I can't say one way or the other. Okay. Gotcha. Outside of outside of Ben, there's I mean there's many good looking guys in the Bachelor mm-hmm. world. Do you have any other Bachelor yeah. Nation crushes? Um. <clears throat> okay, let's think. Well, obviously Peter. Oh yes, me too. Girl. Obviously, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Peter's good looking, but I don't think I don't know if Peter and I. I think I think if Peter had been the Bachelor, I think I would have gone a bit further. Yes, um, mm-hmm. definitely. I think so. consider since the process works a little better on bachelor in paradise would you ever consider going on paradise or you can also just do it in real life. life. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. makes sense. Natasha and I just have this just yearning to have you and Becca M on Bachelor in Paradise just ruling and dominating, literally driving these guys nuts. We'll check in with you in June. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Check in with me like in May. In May. In May. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So as far as like you're part of Bachelor Nation because you were on the Bachelor, you were a front runner, you're a fan favorite. But are you part of the Bachelor world? Like, are you all, guys all going to like the Dime in LA and seeing Demario <laughs> and whoever else? <laughs> like. <laughs> Nice. Be fun. But otherwise, I mean, I just celebrated my birthday this week. 
weekend, and Yay. the only person from Bachelor that was there was Becca M. Because I have a lot of, I have also a lot of great friends outside of Bachelor that I don't want to just like. It's very easy to kind of get wrapped up in it because the more you hang out with other people, it's just like you know, it's easy to just kind of your life revolves around Bachelor Nation, but. I do want to stay true to who I was before the show and, you know, keep a semblance of that life and those relationships, so. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You sound like a very strong, independent, mm-hmm. accomplished <laughs> bitch life. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you guys are hilarious. I've really enjoyed w- listening to you guys throughout the season. Oh. It's, been, it's been a treat. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you so much for the support. You've been very supportive with us on Twitter, yeah. mm-hmm. putting up with our shenanigans. Um, <laughs> and then coming on for today and being our first interview, you know, we really, really appreciate it. We hope to definitely have you back, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. do a little another life you update. Guys gonna, you guys are going to cover The Bachelorette, right? We are. Oh, yeah. We yep. will be. Yes, we will. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I can come back on for one of those episodes or something. Yes. Yeah. We'll do another, we'll you do know, another recap. Three, gir- three black girls, one rose. Yes. The end edition. <laughs> Got it. So. Nathan, maybe we can make it three black girls, two roses. <laughs> okay, yes. we'll, we'll, up the, we'll up the rose count so we're not killing each other. <laughs> So people can obviously find you on social media, but for everyone who, everyone go follow her. But for anyone who doesn't, just let us know your Instagram, anything fun or creative that you want to share, any new projects, any fit, fab, fun boxes, anything. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not selling fit, fab, fun at the moment. Um, but I do have a couple things that I'm working traveling we can watch your travels and all that well that's the episode guys we want to say another big big thank you to cn we will be checking in with her Uh, thanks for being on it and we'll you know keep watching out for all amazing things that you'll be doing Mm -hmm. um and we'll definitely talk to you again soon on the podcast sounds good have a great night guys thanks thanks Bye. bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.